Hey there. Carrie is today's guest on the podcast. We chat about why she cut out added sugar, uh, what she eats in place of it. We talk about taking a step-by-step, baby-step approach to building an active lifestyle that you can stick with. We talk about doing the same with journaling and really making journaling fun. She uh, actually brought it up more or less as kind of like scrapbooking instead of just doing pen and paper, even though she's definitely a pen and paper type person. Uh, And then we get into true crime, which she is a total true crime junkie. So uh, this this was a a super fun chat to have. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Carrie, how are you? Hello, Daryl. <laughs> Your it's, face. I know. I know. Well, and I'll tell you what, it's, uh, we've never had this conversation, like, you know, the previous three times that we tried to, to, to actually record the podcast today, but now we're doing this on Zoom and like having a face-to-face conversation. So it's awesome. Yeah, but it be a better connection. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, you know, with, with you, one, we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. Um, I'm glad that we're finally doing it. And two, like, I see you hike all the time. I mean, do you just have hiking trails like all around you or where do you, where do you pick these spots? You guys <laughs> Yes. Do? And so we move from the Seattle area over into Eastern Washington. So I'm really close to the Idaho border. And so because I was new to the area, I got on Google and I got on all trails map and I just started finding places and I would read the reviews and I would find out, you know, like it was um, kind of like for beginners or intermediate or how hard they were and yada, da, da, da. And so I just find it finding all these gorgeous places. And, you know, I'm just surrounded by, I've got mountains, I've got that, I live in the valley. Um, and then there's uh, just like probably 300 days of sunshine. Like we don't get the rain that we had in Seattle. So, you know, hiking is a lot easier, but yeah, it's just beautiful. There's lakes. Um, I live right on a river that has like almost 40 miles, I think of Centennial Trail. So I kind of started with that, with just walking. And then I started finding hiking spots and then it just has increased. So. Yeah. Cause like every time I, like every time you post one of your hikes, it's the most beautiful scenic Oh, I know that any like that you'll ever see. It's crazy. Like so envious. And I am an indoor girl, honestly. Like I spent my whole life in malls, restaurants, salons, you know, what have you. So moving out here and doing this has been so huge. So just the fact that I'm even outside in nature and then moving my body. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's incredible. Well, and so gorgeous. So yeah, yeah. Well, and and the other thing, as you take a, a sip from your second cup of coffee of the day, um, talking about the coffee that you're you're drinking right now, I, I know there's there's no added sugar involved. Um, let's talk a little bit about the coffee, and then getting into you cutting out added sugar, uh, really kind of being a catalyst for a lot of things for you. I think it's a good kind of gateway to talking about your weight loss process. Okay, well, first of all, the coffee that I drink is organic because. I found out that coffee has mold. I didn't even know that. And, you know, so I know. So it's like, you know, what what started as a weight loss journey became so much of a health journey. You know, and you hear me say that. Um, 
So just starting with the coffee right there, you know, just trying to eliminate, um, you know, bad things that I'm putting in my body and it's not perfect, but uh, so I did a lot of like the uh, sugar-free creamers and coffee mates and all that kind of stuff. And then I just realized, you know, when you're looking through the ingredients, it has all these things that you can't pronounce. So um, that's kind of where it started. And then I found this gal online that had made this um, coffee creamer that was, uh, no chemicals and it had coconut oil and it had um, monk fruit and stevia. So I thought I'd give it a try and she has a bunch of different flavors and whatnot. And so that's, that's what I've been using. So it's actually been really good. It, it tastes good and it, I don't miss the chemicals and all the other added crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of added crap too. And you are, as far as being anti-added sugar, I mean, you're, you're very much just because of like how your body processes it and how mm -hmm. it leads into, it leads into food cravings. Um, but mm -hmm. you still eat natural sugar. Um, you made this peach blueberry bake thing from yesterday. Again, like I'm seeing your hikes and I'm seeing what you're baking and I'm just like, what in the actual hell? Like I'm doing this stuff wrong. So we're, you know, let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about some of the, some of the baking oh, that you do. I'm I natural sugar. However, I try to stay away. Like I, I eat fruit, um, but I do try to stay away from things that are natural sugars like honeys, maple syrup, um, agave, coconut sugar, date sugar, because they still affect your insulin levels right. and they can cause cravings. And so for me, sometimes it can still be a slippery slope. Um, and that's why I stay away from even like keto treats and yeah. you know, things like that just because that whole um dessert avenue can sometimes still be a slippery slope um but i did do that bake um which is kind of like a coffee cake i guess yeah. if you will yeah. like like an oatmeal yeah and so um it has a little bit of the monk fruit in it and then just blueberries and peaches and it didn't have any flour it's just rolled oats uh so everything in there was pretty much just a whole ingredient pretty natural, um, tastes great. Yeah. And, you know, even though I don't um, diet, you know, and you and I have talked yeah. about this, I do still count my macros and I still like journal every day that I'm logging so that I know what I'm eating so that my body is still in a calorie deficit. And I'm going to be honest, I ate two pieces of that yesterday. I looked yeah. at the specs and yeah. I was like, okay, I can fit this into my day. And so I just kind of like you know, maneuvered a few things around. And so, you know, it wasn't even necessarily like a cheat meal, which I really kind of hate to use that term, but, but yeah, I just did it right into my macros and what my daily caloric count was and it was perfect. So, well, and so that, and then that actually leads, there, there's a couple things I want to touch on. One, you still journaling, counting your macros, doing the little things. That's the, I, I know you're a huge fan of Andy Priscilla. And that was one thing that I took out of his podcast is, you know, look, it's the little things. It's the things that when you think about it, you could just as easily not do, but it's right. doing the little, like just those little tasks continually. That's what separates people that are successful from people that are constantly feeling like they're trying to get started. Um, and then the other part, when you mention um, honey and agave and things like that, um, now, and, and I want you to explain this a little bit, if, if there's more to it, I, I take that as because you're still basically just getting sugar without any kind of, of nutrients or any fiber or anything that's like balancing that out. So it makes sense because what Correct. you're doing Correct. natural Correct. or not 
you're still just pouring sugar into your into your body. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think uh, like in my particular case, because it can still be kind of a slippery slope and I look at it like mm -hmm. it's addiction, mm -hmm. um, if it spikes my insulin, then I'm either not going to feel good or it could cause me to crave more of it. And I'd rather just not have the, I mean, you, you kind of still have sometimes cravings anyway, you know, mm -hmm. you just have that bit of a sweet tooth, but I mm -hmm. feel like if you, the more you give your body, then the more it craves it. So if I try to just avoid it and just eat things like fruit, um, yeah. which is still sugar, but it, it doesn't always affect me the same way. Um, so yeah, I guess. Well, and, and see, this is why, this is why I like having these conversations on a podcast because um, you have, you've tested this over time. You found out that how you respond to things it's not that you don't ever 100% not eat sugar, but you've been able to do the swaps of the natural sugar from fruit that also has nutrients involved with it is a better option for you than the processed stuff. So like if we're talking Correct. about, if we're, yeah. And if we're talking about a general statement, what I would always say is like, you know, don't cut anything out hundred percent. However, this is the second conversation I've had in the last two days where somebody said, look, I was like the way I respond to added sugar, it's not good for me. The, the, the more I hit, like the more I have it, the worse off I am. So I'm making a decision based on what I've learned over time to completely cut that stuff out. Right. So for me, yeah, it's, it's definitely a personal uh, decision. I mean, it was a hard one for me, like, honestly, and I, and I told the gal this yesterday because she was asking me about sugar. And I told her, I said, you know, I cried like I lost my best friend. Like that's how much of a hold that it had on me. So I didn't realize that for me, it was, it was more than just a physical, it was emotional and it was mental. And so for me to change the behaviors and the patterns of my eating, I had to address what was going on. And so for me, it was a clear addiction to where it was affecting my emotions. I mean, for me to cry, to give up sugar was yeah. Yeah. necessary. Um, and then, so back to your uh, journaling thing, what you were talking about too, is uh, that just helps me to stay consistent and stay dedicated. And I know for some people, it seems obsessive to have to journal everything and they don't want to have to overthink it. But for somebody like me, who's really just trying to get rid of old habits and then replace them with good habits, that's been essential for me. So it isn't about um, being motivated. And I've talked about that before too in some of my videos because motivation is just a feeling and you're not gonna feel like journaling. You're not gonna feel like measuring your food. You're not gonna feel like exercising or you know things like that. So if you stay dedicated to it and you stay consistent to it and you create a habit of doing that. So that's what I do every morning. And I posted that as well. I fill up my half gallon jug twice a day, but the thing I do in the morning, my coffee, I fill up my water jug and I get out my journal and I map out like, how long did I sleep? Oh, only five hours. Okay. Well, maybe I need to sleep a little bit more. Um, but I map out like what I, what I'd like to eat, <laughs> sometimes yeah. what I actually eat, but it just helps me to stay focused and stay consistent so that I know exactly. So, you know, if my body is doing something different or, you know, not responding in a certain way, why, 
And then I can look at my journal and go, oh, this is what I'm doing or this is what I'm not doing or, you know, things like that. So what could be obsessive for somebody else just is organization for me and keeps me on track. Well, and one thing I think about that is what somebody, anytime that we look at what somebody else's process is, any kind of outside opinion on that really, you really have to evaluate on how much of that you would want to take in because again you are very thoughtful and have really kind of worked through this stuff and have figured out that this is what works for you um, also with the journaling even though it takes time to do it kind of like anything else I would assume the more you do it you kind of have your own way of doing this so whereas it probably took a lot more time at the beginning now it's just something that you do now um, when 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 you started doing it this particular way, so you're tracking your macros, you're, you're journaling every day, when did that start? And then how long did it really take for you to really, I guess, kind of take to it or develop that, that habit and make it part of your routine? Oh, that, that was several questions. <laughs> okay, so uh, I started journaling a long time. So that okay. was a big, and I would just like, you know, log in like how many calories I burned or how many steps I took or, you know, things like that, or maybe just write down like what I was eating. But as far as like figuring out my actual macros, that took a long time because what I did was I got online and I took a couple different calculators and I plugged in all my age and my weight and my height and my activity level and all those kind of things. And so, you know, this one over here is saying, oh, you should eat this many calories. And then this one was saying this many, and then this one was this many. So what I kind of did was I, I did a lot of math and I ended up kind of taking the median of all of them and sort mm -hmm. of rounded it off and said, okay, this is kind of my, my base point start here. And then I started figuring out, okay, I really would like to eat more protein, not necessarily high protein, but just more protein and then better protein. So that's when I kind of started to figure out, okay, I should have this much in protein and then this much in fat and then this much in carbs. And so, you know, when people ask me that too, I say, well, it's really personal because, you know, I'm five foot 10, um, I'm 52. I work out every single day. Uh, you know, so, I mean, my specs are going to be a lot different. So I'm not going to say, oh, you need to have 1400 calories and this much protein because that is a very personal thing. And so I, I, try not to share too much of like what my exact stuff is just because it's really targeted for me. Yeah. Um, but it did take a while to figure that out. And then, you know, there's some days where it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm eating way too much fat and not enough protein or too much protein and not, not enough, whatever. And so, you know, there's just going to be days where it's not perfect. You know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. not ever going to be perfect, but I would say that consistently, um, the funny thing is, is that my, my body pump instructor from the gym, she's the one who started posting all of these things where she was journaling. And I was like, yeah. those are cool. Oh my gosh, you have all these stickers and fun stuff. And you know, it's not just like pen and paper. Cause I I've always been a pen and paper kind of a gal. And mm -hmm. so she me to Michael's and showed me how to do all this stuff. And so I was like, oh cool. Now I have these like awesome journals that are fun. And then they come with all these stickers. And so I can, you know, make it however I want to, but it, it kind of is, is like scrapbooking, I guess, or, you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, crafty and organized, I'm like, Oh, I'm in, <laughs> I am, I'm all about the crafty and the organization. So, you know, back to the other thing too, about creating habits. Um, you know, one thing that I was talking to my best friend the other day was, uh, like with my cleaning, I, I tend to 
little bit on the obsessive compulsive disorder side of cleaning um, because I really enjoy it. But to me, it's, it's like a Prozac thing. So, but what I told her was, you know, again, with creating those habits every single Monday, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing because I do the same thing every single Monday and it sets the tone for my entire week. And so I get up in the morning, you know, again, I get my coffee, get my water, get my journal and I turn on my favorite murder podcast and I scrub my bathrooms and I scrub my flooring and I strip all the beds and I do all the bedding. So, you know, it's not something I have to think about. It's not something I have to get motivated to do. I just, that's my Monday. I do it every single Monday. I've done it like that for as long as I can remember. And it sets my week. Like I start out with a clean home, everything feels good and it's organized and it's, and then the rest of my week just kind of, you know, like I, I can tell you what I'm going to do next Wednesday or next Thursday, but I know exactly what I'm going to do on Monday. So <laughs> that's yeah. been my, you know, creating that habit. And then, you know, other things kind of fall into place. So. Well, so, and I'm, I'm kind of like that with that's, that's what my Sunday is. That's, I like to start my week on Sunday. My routine looks very, very similar each and every Sunday. I may not be able to tell you what's going on later in the week, but I know the things that I want to get done that first day of the week for me. Um, I get done. Yeah. Now, and it's funny. See, like you're, you're, you're starting to lead the conversation because I totally want to get into the crime podcast with you. Um, <laughs> but, but before that, like a couple of things that I want to um, really kind of you did a really good job of explaining, but I, I want to make sure that folks got it. Um, you, for you personally, it's set up to where you exercise pretty much every day. Uh, you walk a lot, you hike a lot. Um, I, you basically, and, and you research this, you have a very active lifestyle that works for you. Um, when you guys are doing journaling, those of you that are listening, like really take your time. I, I mean, take your time with the tracking, take your time with, you know, you use the calculators. I know a, a method that I like to suggest for people is like, don't even worry about what the calculators say, just journal and track what it is that you're eating, like with zero expectations. Now that's hard for people to do because everybody's got this gnarly history with this stuff. But if you really can literally get to the point where you're starting with a clean slate, run with that. Um, and I, I like the idea. This is the first time I've actually really talked to somebody about the scrapbook journaling, because what you're doing is you're, you're making this more personalized. You're getting even more invested in this thing because you're making it fun for yourself and you're making it very unique to you. So I, I love Aesthetic. that. Go ahead. It's aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I like well, that. <laughs> well, and, and, and this is what, and, and something funny that I like, you're, if we were doing audio instead of video, you wouldn't be able to tell, but I'm, I'm literally like everything you're saying, I'm literally just nodding along with like the entire time. Cause I mean, you've, you have figured this out for yourself and you've been very meticulous about it. And it's just like, it, it's so cool to actually unpack what it is that you do. And like you said, like you and I have been talking for probably a couple of years at this point. So like some of this stuff come up in conversation, but like, yeah, just, I, I mean, it's, it's just so cool to hear you actually explain what it is that you've been able to do. Now, um, I do want to transition to, to true crime because um, you are, <laughs> when you say junkie, like it doesn't yeah. even begin to describe. So like, uh, let's, let's really kind of get into your true crime. Like what was the first podcast or show that got you hooked and then how that kind of evolved? Let's talk about it. 
Well, first of all, I would just like to say that I wish that I had thought of it first. <laughs> because <Really? Okay. laughs> I'm like, why do I not have a podcast talking about murder? Dang it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that it actually started with, with books where I was reading yeah. a lot of crime and then I would watch like documentaries. And then for some reason, this app kept showing like the when I would swipe my phone, it would show the little thing that said podcast. And I thought, I've never actually listened to that. And it would yeah. say like, you're all cut up or whatever. And I was like, what? And so, you know, I've always downloaded music and, uh, you know, with being out hiking and being out walking and stuff, you know, I would listen to music. And so then it just kind of became this, okay, what is this podcast thing? Like, seriously, I didn't yeah. even really know what they were. And, um, so I, I clicked on it and, you know, and it just kind of like brought up a bunch of different things. And so I don't, I don't even know how I found it, but the very first one that I found was called Crime Junkie. And so I thought, oh, okay, that's perfect. So, and then it'd be like, you know, oh, if you like this, then you'd like that. And, and I have listened to some where I feel like they're reading a script yeah. and I don't really want it to be like, you're reading the newspaper and telling me what happened. Like, I like how they're engaged and involved. And one of them that I listened to is actually like a comedy one and not to be disrespectful to the victim sure. Sure. or to the families or any of that. But when they're talking about the stories, sometimes they'll, you know, make fun of the investigator or how the story was, you know, thought of, or just, you know, things like that. And so there's, there's lots of different ones that I listen to. Some are very, very graphic and very disturbing. Yeah. And hard to yeah. listen to, especially when it comes to children, probably because I'm a mom. Yeah. I've always had a fascination. And I know that sounds weird to have like a fascination with serial killers, but, and I don't mean that like in a negative way, but when I was in college, I took criminal justice classes. Yeah. And so um, it, the, the whole course itself was supposed to be cyber crime. So it was a lot of math and a lot of computer classes, but getting into these um, interrogation and investigation and criminology and things like that. And one of my classes, the very first chapter of the first book that I even opened was a guy who had killed like children and then was making like chili and hamburgers and feeding them to his neighbors. Oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. And so when the guy went through his computer he had recipes for like little boy stew and chili and I mean so I was like are you kidding well then I googled the guy and uh he's now deceased thank god um he was anyway but um you know that kind of stuff and so I've just been like what oh my gosh tell me more like it's awful but it's just so fascinating and uh, so some of them that I listen to are uh, still unsolved, which is yeah. really unfortunate, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just been um, an interesting and fascinating listen. So now I have well, several favorites. And it's, not, <laughs> and it's funny because you're like, you know, I I know it sounds bad, but this is like, this is probably the most popular genre there is with podcasts and tv shows and everything else like i mean there's so much of let's get into not only uh, i always like you mentioned that some of them that you listen to are unsolved i like the shows where they do solve them because i like to see 
how they do the investigations. I like to see, I mean, like with forensics and stuff, how far they've, they've come with things. Oh, really? um, but the other part, and this is what's fascinating, I think this is what hooks a lot of people, is you really get to dive into the, the psyche and the mindset of, of, these, of these killers. And it's, I mean, they are, make no bones, like no, no bones about it, no, no qualms about it. Like they are vile, they are disgusting, they are despicable, but they are very, yes. very intelligent, very, very sophisticated in their thinking. And I think that's what draws a lot of people in. And, uh, you know, it's not always the single creepy guy that lives in his mom's basement. It's your next door neighbor that's married that has three kids of his own. You know, it's things like that. It's the, you know, it's a lawyer, it's a doctor, it's a, you know, it could be any walk of life, any color, any race, any, you know, gender, anything. And so, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's just absolutely, um, like you said, disgusting and vile. And yet, you know, to just see how their minds operate or how sometimes another killer can help investigators catch another. Yes. Killer. yes. That thing, you know, and it's just, um, yeah, it's just interesting. So I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more interested from that aspect of it than yeah. the, you know, like I just watched the the Night Stalker, the Richard Ramirez one that they had on. Yeah, I remember we talked about uh, it. A really disgusting guy, but yet yeah. then when he got teeth fixed, all of a sudden all these women thought he was hot, and they're like, <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not that fascinated. I don't want to date them. I don't think that they're uh, attractive or appealing in any way. I think that they're disgusting, but I'm fascinated with how they operate. So. Um, I, so I asked, I asked Rachel about this because she is, she's about as much of, I mean, like she, that's all she listens to throughout the week. Like, is it that they like, I, I mean, and, and yeah, he, when they fixed his teeth and like got him to shower, because apparently BO was a big problem for this dude. Oh. Before that too. And but how like, they teeth. Yeah. That's yeah. how they, because everybody kept saying, oh, he has such gross rotting yeah teeth and so it was like this whole big thing and yeah that's how they go. <laughs> well, but do you think do you think the like you hear the cliche of like the bad boy and this that and the other do you think these women like literally just want to they they want to save him like yes. is, is that that's what you think it is okay yeah that it's that oh i'm gonna fix him or uh yeah i mean there has to be a little bit of mental illness on the women's part <laughs> Agreed. I mean, Agreed. Not quite all the way there. If you think that somebody who uh, rapes and murders people like that, yeah, um, because you know, now he was fascinating because he didn't have a particular mo. You know, there's a lot of killers that you know they they are they strangle people they or this or they use a gun. Where Richard Mir he did all of that. He, he yeah. strangled. Dabbed, he shot. They they could be old, they could be young, they could be male, they could be female. You know, it was every kind of weapon, every kind of crime. And so that's another reason why it was so hard to catch him was because there wasn't a specific signature yeah. of how he was doing it. And so that's interesting too. I really I enjoyed that series, and I think I actually think there's another one that it look. I just literally was scrolling Netflix this morning. Um, 
I think they did another series on another serial killer, but I think it was a mini series done in much the same way. I'm actually going to catch it this weekend. Uh, I just, I, I loved how they did that because it was more, they had a lot of, of, they highlighted a lot on the investigators and the families. Like there were a lot of, of victims and would be victims that, uh, that were talking in this and they did spend time like going into like why he was the way he was, but that's typically like, like it wasn't, it wasn't the main focus. I just, I loved how they, I loved how they did it. So I'm, I'm excited to see if this one is done. Mm-hmm. Much. So I, I agree. Who's the well, other killer? I don't, I'm trying to think, I think it was, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was the, um, oh my gosh, it was, it was in England. I think it might be a, might be a strangler. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to, uh, I'll have to look. I'll have to look and, and see, but I will totally let you know. You will actually know probably within 15 minutes of us getting off this call because that's actually what I'm going to do after this. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and, I, and actually, like, I mean, with that, that's that's pretty much, we've covered so much. I wanted to cover kind of where you were, why you um, went away from processed sugars. We did a really good job on that. I really wanted to get into your thoughts on habit development, how you've been able to develop habits, talk about the stuff that you do every day with the journaling. We've done that. And I, I really wanted to geek out a little bit on true crime, which I, I think we did an amazing job on. Um, with that, I, I mean, like this, this is it. This is your, your first podcast. We, we covered a ton of stuff. Um, and then of course, anytime that you want to come back on and give an update or talk about some other podcasts that you're listening to, like I'm game, man. But this was, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate you having me. It's been really fun. And I've actually been listening to several of you. I, I, I listen to you as well when I'm out walking and hiking and whatnot. So yes. <laughs> well, and yeah. So you're like, you definitely, at, at times you need a break from the true crime. So, um, yeah. but no, with that, we will, we'll wrap up the call here guys. And then uh, make sure that you check out what Carrie's doing on Instagram. And then, yeah, you and I will, uh, we'll do one of these again in the future. I'm sure. I would love that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You did awesome. Have a good rest of your Saturday.